0: Hello everybody, Josh Neighbors here of the Locked On Nationals podcast. On tonight's show, Connor Jones joins me to preview the first base position in part number three of our key position preview. Hope you guys enjoy the show.
1: 3-2 to Suzuki.
0: Kurt Suzuki, see you later! The Nats have won it! is deep to center field, Bellinger's back, it's a grand slam! Howie
1: Kendrick with a tenth-inning grand slam to break it open. The former Dodger breaking hearts of Los Angeles. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! The celebration is on! The
0: Washington Nationals are the world champions! You are listening to the Locked On Nationals podcast, your one stop shop for news, analysis, and conversation surrounding your reigning undisputed World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Now, here's your host, Josh Neighbors. Hello, everybody. Locked On Nationals podcast. Josh Neighbors here joining me tonight. Connor Jones. Well, the third part of our key position preview we've done third base, we've done catcher, and now it is time for us to do first base. And so, Connor, this one was I mean, three weeks ago, the conversation around what first base looks like to the Nationals is a completely different one than, than what we're having right now. Um, Ryan Zerman was slotted to be the first baseman, that's what Davey Martinez said, uh, you know, in the offseason. I when I saw him speak at Sirius XM, he said, That's our first baseman, we need him. Um, he decides not to play because of, you know, family health concerns and whatnot. Uh, and then, you know, you think it's going to be some by-committee action with Eric Thames and Howie Kendrick, maybe some Estrebo Cabrera, maybe some Rowdy Reed. But Howie Kendrick has come back and, I mean, already hitting and raking. That's got to be – he's going to be in the lineup every day. This guy has not missed a step. And it feels like he's got to be the guy who's out there opening day. I know it's between matchups-wise, but it feels like Kendrick's the guy right now.
1: Yeah, well, in my opinion, I think Kendrick's the – Kendrick's going to be in the lineup, but I think he's going to be a guy that you primarily see at DH, and Eric Thames at first base is where I think things are going to be heading. I think Kendrick can actually play or at least bat in a larger majority of games than he did last year when having that DH available now. His defense is definitely not a strong suit at this point of his career, but he's still showing that he can hit, and he's done a great job since you know, getting a late start, even hitting a home run in the first game against the Orioles. So I think you'll see him in there at DH. I think they feel more comfortable with Eric Thames at first base, especially against right-handed pitchers you are going to see Thames and they're at first base a lot. Outside of that, I think you could see some as Dribble Cabrera there maybe if a lefty's on the mound and they want to be able to use that switch hitter and also have Kendrick available and kind of avoiding those lefty on lefty matchups for Thames. So I think those are kind of your primary options, assuming everybody's healthy and available to play.
0: Yeah. I mean, you almost, I forget sometimes that there's a there's a DH obviously, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's crazy that, you know, we're kind of concerned about the position. But I think it's tr- especially with Cabrera, he's going to give them some flexibility. And this kind of goes back to the third base thing we talked about. You know, Davey Martinez clarifying his comment saying, look, our guy at third base is going to be Carter Keyboom." So that does give some more opportunities that, like we said, with the switch hitting of Esdrubal Cabrera, he could be a guy that gets some more reps at first.
1: Yeah, Cabrera is going to be somebody that can really be used all over. I mean, he can be wherever you really need him in the infield. He's going to be he's going to be some, a versatile guy for you. Certain matchups, you're going to see him playing third base, like, for instance, opening night probably against Garrett Cole, coming off that World Series matchup where he's seen him. Recently, he's a veteran guy. He's also more experienced playing the field at third base than Carter Kibum, so you feel more comfortable with him there defensively. Starling Castro is – slotted to be the everyday second baseman. But if he needs a day off, or Trey Turner does, and Castro pushes over to short, then you have Azdrubal available to play second base and then first base as well. So he can give you some versatile, versatility and be a guy who can fill in and play a, a variety of different spots depending on where you need him.
0: With Howie Kendrick, where in the order do you think they should hit him? Because he's come back, and I mean, as well as he's been hitting. He, he's, you know, obviously last night he hits a home run, doubles, Tonight he's doubling, and I know it's a small sample size, but he's come back, hasn't missed a beat. You know the experience he brings right now at this point in time on opening night. Where would you hit him in the lineup?
1: I would hit him fifth. I, I, the analytics people are going to disagree with that assessment. They're going to say Soto and Kendrick arguably are two best hitters, can't be hitting fourth and fifth in the lineup. They need to be hitting second and third. To me, when you're coming off of a World Series and you have – the front two back Adam Eaton had a lot of success in that two hole Trey Turner is obviously a perfect guy in that leadoff spot to me you stick with that I think Adam Eaton's more valuable for you in the two hole than he is if you push him down and hit him sixth or seventh I think what he can do as far as handling the bat moving Trey Turner over that sort of thing is just it's too valuable you don't have that in the sixth hole if he's not hitting behind Trey Turner moving runners over for um, for your middle of the lineup so I would stick probably, um, you know, with, with Eaton or in the two-hole and Soto fourth and fifth. You could argue, to me, Soto third, Kendrick fourth, even hitting Soto directly after the left-hander. But, but I, I personally agree with what Davey Martinez is doing, the way he's splitting the righties and the lefties and hitting guys where they feel comfortable.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good chance for us to say, hey, what do we think the lineup's going to look like opening day? And obviously, Garrett Cole being a righty that he is, Give us a bit more context. I think you're going to look at, obviously, Trey's first. Adam's going to hit second. And then you're going to go with Juan Soto third at fourth. Do we believe it's going to be Starlin Castro or, or Howie Kendrick?
1: Well, I, the way I see it is I see, I see Starlin Castro as the three-hole hitter and Juan Soto as the four-hole hitter. Okay. Um, David Martinez has said that he'd rather not hit Juan Soto after Adam Eaton most times. There may be certain, time, certain matchups where he believes that's the right thing to do. For example, I believe in tonight's scrimmage. Soto is actually hitting third, yes. uh, but I think what we've seen the previous two games and what he's seems to to say is that he'd rather have Starlin third and Juan Soto fourth. Depending on who's hot, you can change that a little bit, but I think the big thing is Howie Kendrick had a lot of success hitting behind Juan Soto last year, so you don't want to move him into the three hole if Soto's hitting fourth. You'd rather him hit behind Soto, provide him that protection, and be able to drive runners in in the same way where he was in the same spot where he was so successful last year behind Soto in the lineup
0: yeah it's it's difficult I mean I kind of I tend to go to think that and this is just very rudimentary that you want to hit Juan Soto third because you want that player to get up in the first inning you want him to be able to to have a chance of driving the runs with, with those two guys in the front of the lineup presumably getting on base a decent amount and then you know having that protection behind him with Kendrick so I think it's a situation where it's, but it's weird because you don't have that much time to figure it out. Right. I mean, this is one of those things where, you know, you're not going to get much of a feeling out process. It's, it might be a day to day thing, but it's not the worst problem to have, but I do think it is a bit of a, a quandary, I guess, to say early in terms of that two, two through two through five, kind of the order there. I've got some, I mean, two through five, I've got some questions about how it's going to look.
1: Yeah, without Anthony Rendon, you're just missing a guy to to really right. to make things simple for you. I mean, when you have him, it's pretty easy to to slot those other guys right behind him. But it it'll kind of depend, I guess, how Star how Starlin Castro does. If he hits like he did in the second half for Miami last year, then you're going to feel pretty good about him in the three hole. You just have to hope he's able to to keep that up. If he's the guy who was in the first half of last season, then I think you're going to see Martinez have to make some adjustments there.
0: Yeah, and he's going to have to bring the pop, too. I mean, that's that's what you, you're going to want to see. You're going to want to see that that pop that he's been able to generate in that three spot uh, if he's going to maintain it and hold it. Hopefully yeah. it doesn't become an issue.
1: Power-wise, having teams available I think will help out a lot there. I mean, hitting him 6 he's a guy with a ton of power. So you're able to to replace some of that that you lose with at, without having Anthony Rendon and Ryan Zimmerman, having a guy like that come over that can play close to every day for you and is also going to – provide an immense amount of power
0: yeah and i uh, we were talking about this earlier in the off season I mean watching teams tonight uh you know even on a, on a ball got by the mobility uh might not be there for old Eric he might just be hitting strictly for power this season
1: yeah well if we're talking about if we're talking about defense what Howie Kendrick did at first base in the playoffs last year was not pretty right so I think you're trying to avoid that at all costs definitely happy to have Howie Kendrick back he's an integral part of the lineup but keeping him all out of the field, specifically first base defensively, I think it's something the Nats are going to try and accomplish as much as they can, even if it means putting Eric, Eric Thames out there at first for the majority of the games.
0: So on opening day, we've, you know, we've kind of decided one through five. Where do you see six through nine? What do you see that shaking out? I mean, obviously with Garrett Cole, you think that they're going to go with, as uh, Drupal Cabrera at third. So you'd see probably him back there, maybe sixth or seventh. What do you think six through nine we can anticipate?
1: I think opening day, you're going to see Eric Thames in the sixth hole. I think you'll see his Druble seventh behind Thames eighth right now. I mean, I guess that's going to be your catcher. Now having a DH, I was going to say Victor Robles because that's what his spot was normally last year, but now you'll hit him ninth. Theoretically eighth is going to be your catcher. Um, you'd think it's going to be Suzuki with Max Scherzer out there. Ninth center field opening day. I'm not sure if Victor Robles is going to be ready or not. So that's, that's a kind of a coin flip between Taylor and Robles right now, just depending on who's ready. But I think, whoever's playing catcher, whoever's playing center field, I think you're going to see that as the eight and nine. The seven hole is probably going to be the Cabrera key third base slot most nights, but Garrett Cole is is a little bit of a unique matchup. I'm not sure what we see opening night is going to be what we see every single day thereafter. I'm wondering if Juan Soto is going to be pushed up to third um, rather than fourth to face Garrett Cole, but you know, we'll see. So I, I think facing somebody like that, a guy that you just saw in the world series is a little bit different from maybe what we're going to see on a night to night basis.
0: All right, Connor, appreciate your time. Hey guys, before we go, want to let you all know that today's locked on nationals podcast is brought to you by CBD MD. It does not matter if you're a pro athlete, a stay at home parent, or if you've been spending eight hours a day in a chair like I have been doing, everybody needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflamed-fighting compounds like Arnica and Vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals, and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're making an exceptional offer to our listeners of 25% off on your first order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off of your first order of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. All right, we want to thank you guys for listening to tonight's show. Make sure you guys... Go check out the Locked On MLB as well as the Locked On MLB Fantasy Baseball podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors. Follow the show at LO underscore Nationals on Twitter as well. Coming up later on this week is going to be our Yankees-Nats preview. That should be fun tomorrow. And then we're going to have some game recaps as well later on in the week.